who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Neighbor. Did you forget the name of our <laughs> podcast? Take two. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. Good job. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. I did it. You did it. I'm (laughs) very proud of you. Most difficult part of the episode every time. It sometimes is. No, it's not. No, I mean, sometimes. No. It haunts me in my dreams. It's never the most difficult part, but sometimes it's like... I, my mind does go, like, completely blank. Yeah, I was telling Keegan, I was, like, absentmindedly looking, like, deleting emails that I knew were just junk, and I saw, like, the title of a book and almost said the title of the book instead of our podcast name, and that is wrong. I feel you. We've all been there. So, you or guys... you and I have been there. Yeah. So, this is a mini-episode, and we tell you what's in the news, and this week, I've got a lot of not-so-happy stuff, and I've got a lot of, like, I've got a lot of fucking notes. I don't. Uh, but mine are not happy things either, so it's going to be a little bit of a bummer I wonder if we have the same things. Probably. Um, first I want to talk about Mr. John McCain. Yeah. You got that? That is the first thing on my list. Okay, so he, John McCain died on Saturday, August 25th at age 81. He had just very recently, within the last couple of weeks, decided to end treatment for his brain tumor. They announced that they were going to end treatment the yeah. day before he It was died. the day before? Yeah, so wow. I don't know how long, you know, I don't know if they announced it the same day that they stopped treatment mm-hmm. or if they waited a couple of days, but yeah, they... He was not off treatment very long at all. That's that's crazy to me that it happened so fast. A bit of background about John McCain. He was a victim of tremendous torture and a tool of enemy propaganda during the Vietnam War. He was a naval aviator. Um, during that time as being a prisoner of war, he suffered a shattered leg and broken arms. He was subjected to solitary confinement for two years and beaten frequently. 
He attempted suicide twice, and his weight fell drastically. He rejected early release to keep his honor and to avoid enemy propaganda... Coop? Or risk... Coup? <laughs> A coup. Oh, thanks. I don't know. And or risk demoralizing fellow prisoners. Right. So he was incredibly right. heroic as yeah. a young man. So he was in the, I believe he was in the Naval Academy, but yeah. he was in a plane that went down over Hanoi. I want to say it was Hanoi during the Vietnam War. And he was taken as a prisoner of war. And solitary confinement for two years already is, is like, horrific oh my gosh. torture. Yeah. And then he, he was there for a total of like five and a half years. Yeah. And... Um, a few years in, they found out that John McCain's father was some kind of, like, political yeah. uh, or military bigwig, and they wanted to... They were kind of using him as, like, collateral. Try and use him as, like, a political prop, and he yeah. said he he did not want to be let out sooner than people who had been prisoners longer than him. Yeah. So he voluntarily stayed in for, for torture. So here's the thing about John McCain. He's very complicated. Very. He's incredibly complicated. No matter which way you slice it, you can say that he was an American hero in a lot of ways. But there's also a lot of shit that I don't agree with. Oh, I agree, too. But I do, in this day and age... With our current Republican president being Donald Trump, every other Republican candidate looks so much better compared to him. Well, I mean, and John McCain in particular, because he was kind of a middle-of-the-roader in a lot of he ways. He was. But, I don't know. It's just such a tough there, thing to talk about, because it, it feels like the bar for decency is kind of, like, so on the floor. Yeah. It's, like, just because John McCain had a modicum of, like, integrity. Yeah. Where, like, he's being completely lionized well, in his death. And, and you guys, we have to understand, too, this is politics. And, like, a lot... Of, like, politics is just straight-up dirty. You know what I mean? So there are... Right, you don't it's succeed It's always going to be a bit problematic, right. you know? But, you know, the thing that people love about John... Loved about John McCain and the reason why on both sides of the aisle people are able to to still respect him is because he was able to admit whenever he made mistakes. Yeah. Down the line. Like, he admitted that Palin was a mistake. Yeah. And she was a mistake. I, think I mean, she, she, like, ruined his chances, I feel like, of she, being president. She did, and she also ushered in this weird thing that we're seeing a lot of now, which is that she toured a lot. She was very... She was like a celebrity yeah. candidate where Agreed. she did a lot of rallies and she did all that drill baby drill stuff and yeah. she was very like showy. I can see Alaska from or what is I it? Can I can see, see Russia, Russia from, from my house. house. Um, um, but the then he also so did things like I mean, John McCain did also. Sorry, I'm gonna. I have a lot of respect for John McCain. I didn't know how I wanted to approach this subject because obviously, my heart goes out to his family. Agreed. And in a lot of ways, I think that he did a lot of good things. Yeah. Um, but I also don't want all of the other stuff to get just swept under the rug because right. this is a person that died. I don't think that it's going to because I think right now we have to remember him for the good because that's what's going to help the situation for the families, for the many people who are mourning. Yeah. And I think that when we kind of have some distance from somebody's death, especially when it's as tragic as him having a brain tumor, then we can start looking back and remembering him for some of the things that um, we need to still be aware of moving yeah. forward what, in the future. What my fear is, though, is that we're going to continue to move the bar as to what is, like, 
something that needs to be praised. And we're going to forget because I think because that, right, Trump is so far on one end. I mean, we've already seen it with with George W. Bush, right? Where it's gotta, almost like he's endearing. Yeah. And we forget that like he John McCain shit. banged the drum for every war that we entered into. And, yeah. and right after 9-11 was somebody who went and said like um bomb 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 iran yeah <laughs> you know and and caused a lot of disruption right. in other parts of the country well i think it's going to take the world. i think it's going to take a while for that bar to be raised yeah um of one course. thing that i did really uh like about john mccain is a video that i watched where this woman says that she doesn't like obama because he's an arab and she's yeah. going on and on and he stops her and he goes no ma'am he's a decent family man a citizen that i just happen to have disagreements with on fundamental issues. And after his death, Obama said, few of us have been tested the way John once was or required to show the kind of courage he did, but all of us can aspire to the courage to put the greater good above our own. At John's best, he showed us what that means. And I think he put it so well because he's not saying at his best, he's showing what it means to put the greater good above your own. So he's not forgetting what everybody or what everything that he's done. Right, he wasn't perfect. No. But you know what? He was... It's something... It, it shows how much the American people are craving civility in politics. Very. Because, like, that's what John McCain was. He had integrity, and he was civil, even yeah. when facing his opponent. Yeah. So much so that Joe Biden spoke at his funeral. Yeah. You know, so... It, it, because it they had a mutual of... respect for one another in some way. It wasn't this animalistic. I mean, the right. 2016 election was a shit show. So for those of you who are like our younger listeners, that's probably the election that is sticking the most in your mind. Right. 2008. It was not always like that. Right. 2008 was... is when McCain ran. Yeah. And it was it was a different it was a different time. And I think that's kind of what we're mourning. We're mourning yeah. this loss of. Of innocence. What, of what the old Republican Party was. Like, it wasn't right. perfect. It definitely had a lot of warmongering. It had a lot of racism. Yeah. Um, I mean... But so, it was n- but it was nowhere near what it but is But there was today. some level... There was, like, a line you didn't cross. Yeah. You know what I mean? And John McCain, right up until the end, even whenever he was facing a lot of criticism from his yeah. own party, didn't oh, cross that line. Oh, he was. And he was, cr- he was getting uh, criticism from his own party because... He um, cast a thumbs-down vote against the drive to repeal the Affordable Care Act. And I remember being like, I never thought I'd say this, but thank you, John McCain. Like, I remember, like, tweeting that or something and just being like... He wasn't the only Republican to do it. There were two women. He was a very notable one, and I think that he did he did help a lot. Well, I mean, and and I think the thing because a lot of people, including myself, were upset about that because there were two female Republicans, right? That they could also voted down. Yeah. But the thing that made it a spectacle was that John McCain showed up like three days after having brain surgery. Right. He was very unwell. Yeah. Well, and and very vocally clashed with the president so much so that have you seen the way that the White House is responding? I was just going to move on to that. So Horrifying. I was reading on the Atlantic.com. There's an article they have that says John McCain's death brought out the worst in the Trump administration. Yeah. So basically it is a tradition when somebody in the Senate or in a high political power or things like that where the flag is half staff for the two days after fucking basic passing. decency yeah. anytime anytime this has ever happened in the past 
the flag would be lowered to half staff. Yeah. Well, I guess it was like the day that it happened. And then by the time Monday rolled around, it was up full staff while all the other flags around Washington remained at half staff. Well, and all of the things that they posted about his death. It oh, was, it was so... He never gave a statement. No, he didn't. Which is just... Uh, he tweeted, which to him is like a statement. And his tweet had a picture of himself. I know. Like, how much of a narcissist can you be? Like, no matter what, and I understand that it might sound like I've been a little... I'm not trying to be hard on John McCain. I'm just trying to present some of the facts on both sides. No, I agree. You know, but no matter your feelings on this man, he devoted 60 years of his life to service yeah. for this country. And... And is a war hero. You know what yeah, I mean? Like you do I mean, need to show respect where respect is yeah, due. Yeah, and to have Nobody's no respect perfect, because you know? because you two didn't get along because the president didn't get along with McCain. He's yeah. so fucking petty. It's fair. Well, that's what they say. They say that um, McCain's or the White House's handling of the American flag in the aftermath of Senator McCain's death shows pettiness, divisiveness, disorganization, and lack of a backbone. Um, um, no, it's just it's just rude, and it's like. I don't know. I I have a lot of mixed emotions. I was really sad when I found out about McCain and um, sad for his family. It was weird to see so many very, like, progressive celebrities posting stuff about John McCain. Like, it was everywhere. And it was all that picture of him being, like, a super hot, like, 20-something. Oh, man. He's so hot when he was young. <sighs> Whoo, smoke show. Such a babe. Um, but it was kind of like, everybody posted that same photo, and everybody was like, my family's democratic, but we've always... You know what I mean? It was just kind of a well, weird... Well, everyone... I mean, it, it does really say something about who you are as a person that so many different people from so many different walks of life oh, who it's respect true. you. It's true. It's like, I don't but agree it is with still, you. Yeah. And I think some of the things you did were really wrong and gross. Yeah. But you know what? I appreciate a person who can apologize for the things that they got wrong. And John McCain was really good about that. Yeah. And, you know, he wasn't well, and perfect. And you know what? We all grew with the times. Even right. Obama grew with the times. Yeah, yeah. You he, know? he wasn't perfect, but... No. He was a. I can. I can say that I think he was a good man. He was a good man, even I if think he that, wasn't perfect. Yeah, to boil it down, that's the best and yeah. most simplest way to put it. A man who made mistakes, but was a good man. Yeah. So can we move on to something even worse. Yeah, man. Let's do it. The abduction and death of Molly. Tillis. Oh, okay. What is? What were you going to talk about? No, mine's not worse than that. Okay. Yeah, it's bad. So, if you guys don't know about this case the this girl molly this molly is Tibbs, all bad every aspect of this is terrible it just goes from bad awful. to worse it's awful but it's it's so important to talk about it is so molly was 20 years old and she was a student at the university of iowa and she was majoring in psychology she was incredibly athletic she was a former cross-country runner on July 18th, 2018, she left the home of her boyfriend's brother for a jog. She was last seen at approximately 7.30 p.m. on that day. Over the next several weeks, police in multiple states investigated the case. And on August 21st, police in Iowa announced that a body was found in Powashek County, which is where, um, which is where she's from, where she lived. They had been led by 24-year-old suspect Christian Bahena Rivera. Rivera has since been charged with first-degree murder. On August 23rd, an autopsy report recorded the cause of death as, quote, multiple sharp force injuries. So all of this is fucking awful. And to put salt in the wound, again, the Trump administration has treated this so poorly, so awfully. 
Well, because they've they've used it as a pawn in their agenda. It has. Instead of realizing that this girl has died in such a brutal, horrible way and grieving for the families and giving her apologies, he's using it for his own narrative and agenda, and it's been... Well, it's you know a way what? for him to demonize immigrants. But and here's the thing. The family ain't falling for it. With everything that happened last week, Trump is quaking in his boots. He's scared. And the administration needed a win. Yeah. And they saw this and they thought, we can twist that yep. and turn it into a win for us. Do you want to hear what, he, what his quote is? Sure. Why not? <laughs> As she grabs her drink. Let me sip my drink. <laughs> I need vodka. <laughs> We have tremendous crime trying to come through the borders. This wall is being built. We've started it. Is it? I know, right? I'm like, where's the fucking wall? Fuck off so hard right now. This wall is being built. We've started it. But we also need funding for this year's building of the wall. Are you going to start a GoFundMe? Right, exactly. So, to the family of Molly Tibbetts, all I can say is God bless you. Fuck you. Fuck you. And the family feels the same way. So, Molly's parents asked that her death not be used for political ends, a request that Trump has ignored. A cousin asked conservative commentator Candace Owens on Twitter to, quote, stop being... Stop being a fucking snake and using my cousin's death as political propaganda. During Molly's funeral, her father echoed the statement by saying, We need to turn toward life, Molly's life, because Molly's nobody's victim. Molly's my hero. Um, If you want to hear the whole—I loved this on Twitter. So her her cousin— Molly Tibbetts' cousin, responded to Candace Owens. And Candace Owens fired back, and I'm like, not the fucking time yeah, exactly. to get into a Twitter feud with, with a person whose cousin was just murdered. Yeah. But this woman, because Candace Owens was just fucking poking that, mm-hmm. stoking those fires, and like I was telling to you, like every headline... Yeah. It's says, not about Molly. It's about right, the it, illegals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so Sam... Well, and we also don't really know for sure if he is illegal or we not. We don't know his immigration status, yeah. but also just, like, it feels fucking gross to me to be calling this person an illegal in every... Like, I don't yeah. know. No, um, I mean, the word in general should not be used to describe a person. Yeah, it's it's it just feels like political fodder, and yeah. to put it at, in your headline... Feels gross when, to especially me. when there's. I mean, you shouldn't put it in your headline, but especially when it's at the cost of or at the expense of this brutal, horrible tragedy. Right. You know, yeah. like that should be the headline. Yeah. I mean, and also, it's like, why are we focusing on the violence of a particular nationality yeah. of people rather than why is the conversation not the violence of men in general? Yeah. If we're gonna start going down that yeah, road, I agree. if you're gonna start pointing fingers at it being one thing or another thing uh-huh. that's inherent in a human being, why would you point to where they're from and not the statistics of... Of men violence, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Sam tweeted at Candace Owens, uh, the whole tweet is, hey, I'm a member of Molly's family and we are so fuck- we are not so fucking small-minded that we generalize a whole population based on some bad individuals. Now stop being a fucking snake and using my cousin's death as political propaganda. Take her name out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which I love because it's just like, you are using this girl as a political prop yeah. or pawn when you don't even know where her family 
lies on this yeah. and you don't care. Like, yeah. you're not trying well, to help Well, and them. they've even said that we don't want it to be done and they haven't listened. So they really don't care. And Candace Owens fired back and said, which this just shows how much they don't give a shit about yeah. the pain that the family is going through. Yeah. If you really cared about what the pain the, f- the family was going through, you would have said something along the lines of, I'm sorry. You know, I I will refrain from from speaking about your cousin from here on out and leave you guys the space to grieve. Agreed. That's what you would say. Instead, Candace Owens responded and said, I find it strange that you have directed obscenities and hate towards people that support the president, but you have not directed a single bad word towards the monster who committed this terrible crime. She is insinuating that she's not upset yeah. about the person who killed her cousin, which is so Well, she's showing humanity for the whole race of people who are being treated horribly instead of focusing on the one person that did something Well, I mean, mean, if you told me, if you tried to fucking come at me and tell me that I wasn't heart... Because to me, that's you trying to say that I'm not as heartbroken as you would like me to be over my cousin's death. Yeah. In a really brutal way. Yeah. Is so insensitive. Agreed. Like, just... No. What's wrong with these people? There's no empathy. So, Molly's father continued his speech at her funeral saying that he supported the Hispanic community. He says that the Hispanic community are Iowans. They have the same values as Iowans. As far as I'm concerned, they're Iowans with better food. Um, <laughs> which I'm like, how can you, you can... even have any humor? And like... he's saying at her funeral, I know. I was like, because he, because I think he was mad too. He's like, we got to show some fucking humanity for these, for this group of people who was being thrown well, under the bus. And especially it's just like, I'd be so bitter that like, you're taking this moment when I should be doing nothing but focusing on my family. And, and now I have to make it some other, about something right, else. Right, you're putting yeah. cameras in my face. It's, it's bullshit. Well, that's what always happens. Um, It's true. In memorial, Molly's brother and his football team printed her initials on their team jerseys, which I just think is so Midwest beauty. So sad. I'm going to, like, cry right now. Like, so sad. It is horrible. And like we say, whenever there's a really tragic death, I want to remember the name of the person who passed, have her story be something that we remember and take with us and learn from rather than... Uh, discriminate against groups of people, but to remember the strength and wonderful qualities that she had and focus on how this is violence against women. Because she was out for a run. This minding man her own minding her business. own business. And this man took away her life. And right. that's what we need to be focusing yeah. on. So, Molly, you know, rest in power, rest in peace. And um, I don't know what else to say. And just to your family, you know, we're just sending all of our love, yeah. all of our good good energy, all no. of our good vibes. I'm not going to say thoughts and prayers. No, I, I actively <laughs> avoided saying that. Yeah, I know, but, I could tell. But I do think that there is... I, I also hate that they took that from There's us. There's good intent I, behind it. And I, th- yeah. I think that that is... I, I think I've said that before. I hate that they've taken thoughts and prayers away from us because... Not that I'm an active prayer, but I yeah. do believe in the power of positive thought. And I yeah, do think I agree. that, like, an entire group of people sending positive thoughts and positive energy and, and goodwill your way is yeah. powerful. Now so, we just have to reword it. Yeah, so to me, that's what that's what I hope for them, and I hope that they can feel that, and I hope it feels just like a warm cocoon. Yeah. Um, okay, so what I have is, 
all of our stories are not good this week, but somehow this one is the lighthearted story of the week. I mean, I have um, something else that we could do that would be like on the lighthearted well, side. Well, I think we have to talk about this. And okay. that is that Louis C.K. is back. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really read much about this, but I know that it's back and bullshit. So tell me about it. I mean, he's not back back. Yeah. But you can see that he's just putting his, he's just dipping his toe in the water to see if he can come back. Yeah. And I'm like, motherfucker, it hasn't even been a year yet. Yeah. You haven't paid any penance yet. You haven't said you're sorry, not really. I've read that quote unquote apology you wrote. Yeah, that's bullshit. And any apology in which you mention you're a dick and you call it your dick is not really an apology. Forgot about that. Yeah, he actually says my dick in his apology. Hmm. Um, so I don't forgive you and I just feel like it's too soon. It's too soon for all these people to start feeling like, Hey, maybe I can start testing the waters of whether or not I can come back. Yeah. And he did it by having a surprise set at his club, the cellar. Mm -hmm. So it's his club, first of all. So we have to keep that in mind or not his club, but his haunt, right? Yeah. Like his cheers. It's where everybody knows his name, right? Where everybody knows your name. Precisely. Thanks. So he <laughs> came out, had a standing fucking ovation, <laughs> delivered a set where he did not address this issue at all, talked about like tipping your waitresses or something. Like it was like a w- weird set where he didn't mention any of the things that happened. Right. And they only got one complaint about him performing. That's insane. But you have to keep in mind that this is a place where he... Reg- it's it's like home for him. Yeah. It's his home base. No, but I to me, it. I'm just like, Louis, you don't... I don't like sending the message that you can just go away for a while, show no real remorse, and then just quietly sneak your way back in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I And agree. then you have people like, and I admire Michael Ian Black. He's the run, one who wrote that New York Times piece that I referenced, uh, The Boys Are Not All Right. Yeah. You know, I feel like he has the pulse right. He reads the room right 90% yeah. of the time. But then he went on Twitter and was like, we need to come up with a path to allow these people to be redeemed. And I'm like, uh... while I believe in forgiveness and I believe in redemption, you have to fucking ask for it. Yeah. You can't have an apology where you mention your dick. You, you can't not really apologize or show yeah. any real remorse and then just come back. That's not the path to redemption. And then, like, why why is our focus on this guy? And if, if he's okay and if his career yeah. is okay, then why, why isn't it on the women whose careers he effectively stunted yeah, and by ruined. what he did? And if he, if you are letting one in, you are letting all of them back into our lives in some way. I just think it's such a messed up idea that our focus is on this fucking guy Mm -hmm. and not on the women whose lives he messed up. Oh, exactly. Like, why isn't our energy going into when will they be okay? Because he's the name. That's that's, why. That's some bullshit. And, like, here's the thing. I I was a fan of Louis C.K., although I found him to be, like... I was like, man. His his self-deprecating humor got old. Yeah. But... There's a million talented, super talented comedians out there. There was a list on BuzzFeed today where it's like 23 comedians that you don't, that you probably don't have to worry about masturbating in front of you or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> the thing is like comedy is so huge right now. 
And it's the same way I feel about acting or, or anything else. You can else find where somebody like, else. There are so many talented people, names or otherwise, or yeah. people who haven't been discovered, quote unquote, discovered yet, who are just as fucking talented yeah. and have just as much potential. To be going back to this guy, it's kind of like old names. Why? But yeah. you know what? Let's see. Let's see where it goes. Hopefully he doesn't go to any bigger shows or do anything else. Well, with- I mean, and, and like I said... I am not one who's just like, if you've done something shitty, you have an X on you forever. Like, I don't no, feel that way. No, but what you're asking for isn't that difficult. You're asking for some sort of apology and action of moving forward and... Um, yeah, let me know you being, know that you did something wrong. Yeah, being sorry for what you've done and acting accordingly. Yeah, I don't want all the women who have to work on your fucking set for whatever show you're on in the future to have to worry about you whipping your dick out in front of them. I agree. Like, that's... And no woman should have to be put in that situation no. in, an, in a work environment. Yeah. And like, I hope that there's nobody out there that... Because, especially for crew members, I feel like there's a lot of times where you work on shows and work with people that you don't agree with because you don't get paid the same amount as, like, the talent does and things like that, where you take these shitty jobs and you have to take it because nobody's going to listen to you. Right. With all of this that's going on with actors and talent and names, it's obviously not just the entertainment industry, but because that's what I've worked in. Like, the crew goes through it, too. The people that you don't see... They go through probably more. I was going to say, like, the stuff that you don't hear about is probably way... Like, I shouldn't shouldn't be comparing, but it's probably pretty fucking scary, Well, you know what? It's not about, like, comparing what is worse, but what it is about is that people are going to be more likely to listen to a fellow talent, quote-unquote, right. than a PA. Did you hear about how Amy Adams got really mad at the director of Sharp Objects or the and the other people for treating her stand-in badly? No, so but I, good I for worked, her. I worked on Sharp Objects. I can tell you that the crew on that show were assholes. The director on that show is an asshole. Sorry to burst your bubble. No, it's um, okay. But like, well, a lot of people. That, but that's most shows. Well, he did. He did Big Little Lies too, and people really, really like him. He's super fucking great at what he does. He's and I'm a, sure a really he's great to the talent. Like, yeah, but he like as working background, like this one girl, like it was hot, and there's no AC running, and we worked for like sixteen hour days, and like this girl is like passing out and like not doing well, and like they were just being treated horribly. Where Amy Adams, like he even like the main cast was on set most of the time. I became friends with one of the main cast thinking he was background. And I was like, oh shit, like why are you standing in the back with me? And he was like, oh, we all gotta be on set all the time. Like blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I, I heard that like Amy Adams sat next to that girl and like comforted her and asked her what she needed. And then when she saw, because she was grabbed by the arm, like her thinking that it was her stand-in, that she was like, nuh-uh. That's not what we're gonna do. Well, and she I mean, spoke and, up. And it- I know we've said this for a while, so I think we should probably do it soon and have an, um, a couple of episodes about this business, whether it be casting or otherwise. Yeah. But I think it's just been that way for so long. I think yeah. that that's the reason people didn't There's take... There's history. People didn't take Louis C.K.'s accusers seriously because it was kind of like... Well, welcome oh, to a Hollywood. Man, a man jerked off in front of you? Yeah, welcome to Hollywood. Like, yeah. that's That happens every fucking day here. Yeah, like, it's true. It's true. What, what, what's the big deal? Oh, yeah. a person grabbed your arm and didn't let you get a cup of water? Like, you you snowflake, you're fine. Like, yeah, this exactly. is Hollywood. This is what happens well, here. what's crazy... So, Chris worked background on the show... Fuck, what is it called uh lethal weapon mm-hmm. and not 
Wayne's, but the other guy, can't remember who he was, Ooh. was a dick. Oh, he got fired for being I know. A dick. Chris told me today he was so happy because he, probably because people on background started recording it because he was such a fucking dick. Oh, no, no, no. I'll tell you why he got fired. Again, it goes back. That guy got chewed out because he grabbed Amy Adams' arm. That's why he got chewed out uh, on Sharp Objects. On Lethal Weapon, that guy got fired not because he did anything to crew or did anything to some PA. It's because he was directing an episode and he got Wayans hurt. Oh. And Wayans was like, not Wait, that was the today. same guy that was on Sharp Objects? No, no, no. What I'm saying is oh, it, it doesn't it's... have to do with, with people recording anything or crew getting hurt. No one gives a shit until yeah. like someone important yeah goes through something it's true. like that's that's the world we live in it's sadly. true but like, yeah chris worked an episode like one of the first episodes and was like fuck this guy he is not gonna work on this show very long because he was like yelling at the director he was yelling at fucking everybody yeah. he was like what are you fucking stupid like he was yeah. just being what, such what an happened asshole. was he was guest directing an episode and they told him like this stunt is dangerous yeah and he was like i want to do it anyway and so we had Damon Wayans. It's Damon Wayans, right? I think so. So we had Damon Wayans do the stunt, and he got hurt. Yeah. And Damon Wayans was like, "Uh, uh-uh. like yeah. you can't do that." Yeah. And that's I think putting he had problems. I think he had problems with him anyway. So we got well, him fired. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. But anyway, we went off. We'll definitely talk about more i think in a full length episode where we can kind of just have have a conversation maybe even a yeah. bonus episode about like what that's like but because we know what that's like to yeah. me it's so i hate the focus being on well when are we going to allow these men back in because that's not where our focus should be no, it's and not. it should be on reform for the victims yeah not for and and the louis ck getting a standing ovation makes me just yeah. furious and yeah, I, it's I, not helping him um, learn his lesson. Right. We're well, very passionate any, people. <laughs> anyway, we are at 35. We gotta fucking stop. Yeah, I think probably. We gotta stop. So, we, um, we really need emails, you guys. Yeah. We've gotten some really great messages from people, but, um, some sister solidarity stories would be great. Stuff that is, um, very shareable for the show would be wonderful. And um, we do love hearing from you guys. I'm about halfway through Sienna's email, so <laughs> I will finish it. But I, love I have read her it, messages. and and there are sections of it that we are definitely going to read and talk about. Yeah, um, we just don't have time on this episode. Yeah, exactly. But so I guess with that said, follow us on all of our social means. Niche. You can get us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. You can get us on Twitter at Yamp Podcast, Y-A-N-F Podcast. Podcast. If you want to send us anything, if you have sister solidarity stories, if you have your own stories of workplace harassment, yep. happy to hear those. You can email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. <laughs> um, what else is there? Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, all those things. The Tell things. your friends. Yeah, all the things. Uh, um, God, I feel so out of it. Like, I feel like we're just getting back into the swing of things of recording, and I'm just kind of like... Well, we are. What do we do again? We are. What's our podcast called? <laughs> we're also both really busy right now. I'm just fucking tired. Yeah. So, all right, you guys. I guess with that being said, we encourage you to, to rage, rage on. on. Bye. Bye. Wander with us into a world of magic, 
Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world. Where old stories take on a new life. If you break even one of these conditions, the consequence is death. And the world is teeming with possibilities. It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz! Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales.